And with that, I invite you to stand as you are able as we come to God's word here through one of the four accounts of Jesus' life. This is in the Gospel of Mark. It's toward the very beginning. This is just in chapter 2. And you have to hear what's happened right before this. So at the beginning of Mark, we see John the Baptist, this is Jesus' cousin, proclaiming this crazy, amazing thing that God's kingdom is coming. And a bystander there to watch John proclaim and watch John be baptized is Jesus. Then Jesus baptizes um, and heals and does miracles and exercises a demon until just one chapter later, this is what's going on. When Jesus returned to Capernaum after some days, it was reported that he was at home. So many gathered around that there was no longer room for them, not even in the front of the door, and Jesus was speaking the word to them. Then some people came, bringing to him a paralyzed man carried by four of them. When they could not bring him to Jesus because of the crowd, they removed the roof above him, and after having dug through it, they let down the mat on which the paralytic lay. When Jesus saw their faith, he said to the paralytic, Son, your sins are forgiven. Now some of the scribes were sitting there, questioning in their hearts, Why does this fellow speak in this way? It is blasphemy. Who can forgive sins but God alone? At once Jesus perceived in his spirit that they were discussing these questions among themselves. And he said to them, Why do you raise such questions in your hearts? Which is easier to say to the paralytic, Your sins are forgiven, or to say, Stand up and take your mat and walk. But so that you may know that the Son of Man has authority on earth to forgive sins, he said to the paralytic, I say to you, Stand up. Take your mat and go to your home. And the man stood up and immediately took the mat, went out before all of them so that they were all amazed and glorified God, saying, We have never seen anything like this. This is the gospel of the Lord. Thanks be to God. You may be seated. Grace and peace to you from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. So today, th this is such a gift. We have been in this church season called Lent. And it's those 40 days leading up to Good Friday, leading up to that tomb that all at once was empty, and a few days later, Jesus is raised from the dead. That's what this season of Lent is about. And in this at Living Waters, we have been in the middle of a teaching series called Marked by the Cross. Seeing different ways that we're marked, that, that Jesus has made an impact. On Wednesdays, it's been such a gift because people, Living Waters members, have been talking about their faith, how they've been marked, and that has been amazing. And on Sundays, we've been encountering how Jesus has these interactions with different people, and he marks them. And I, I want to say this. You, you may know this story that we just shared, or maybe this is the first time you've heard it. I, I suspect a few of you have been in churches and heard this maybe in Sunday school or, or maybe in a different church or this one. But I, I suspect if we really look at this, you'll see just how you're marked in such a beautiful, amazing way and a way that might surprise you. Because we truly believe that today we are marked by the cross in a specific way and it's marked to move. So let, let's set the scene again. So Jesus, he comes onto the scene and he is just on the periphery. He's in the wilderness and he's just watching. He's a bystander as John declares that God's kingdom is here. 
and just a chapter later, he cannot go to any town without people just mobbing him. In fact, when he, it says when he returned to Capernaum after some days, now he's done some miracles. And now people are, this is starting to get out. He is starting to become a celebrity. I mean, TMZ's just like coming on him. They're taking pics. He's, uh, I, I mean, it's wild. His Instagram following's just really blowing up. And so he's there, and it's reported now that he's at home. Now, so many gather around that there's no longer room for them, not even in front of the door, and we're told he's speaking the word to them. So as I was, I'm hearing about what's going on from nothing just on the sideline to just, uh, just a few moments later being so sought after that people just, they, they can't get enough. All I could think of is Ron Burgundy. All I could think of is, well, that escalated quickly. Or if you're seeing that, if that doesn't help, I'm kind of a big deal. People know me. I don't think his apartment smells like rich mahogany, but uh, Jesus is known. It's changed. It's escalated. And not just anything's escalated. I, I, I need you to hear this. As Jesus encounters a paralyzed man, God's kingdom grows so quickly, so exponentially, in such a profound way, it escalates so quickly for them and maybe for us today too. So let's look at that a little more. So they're, they're, all, they're all gathered around. So can you imagine this? He's just in a little, little home. And people are just pressing in on him. And he's, he must be speaking the word of God so much that they just can't get enough. So they're at the door. They're trying to look. And now what we hear is then some people came bringing to him a man that's paralyzed. He's carried by his friends. And they can't get in. I mean, he's so sought after, he's so popular, things have escalated so quickly that they have no choice. But what do they do? This is crazy. They raise the roof. That's not good. When I do this, my kids are like, Dad, stop, please. But that's what they do. They really do. It says they couldn't get to him through the crowd. So now they took even bigger measures. They climbed the roof. They bring him up to it, and they take it off. Now, this is not like the, you know, the, the great shingles that we have or the steel that, that we have on top of ours. No, this is mud, thatch. So they're taking shovels. They're digging through the roof, and this is crazy. I just had this picture of Jesus as he's proclaiming God's word. Like, dirt is, like, falling on him. And all at once... The roof comes off, and as he's trying to tell them about God, they are lowering this man on his mat. And now people have to make way for him. Now, I don't know what's going on with you today, but this paralyzed man, this this grabs me so much. I mean, I, I, I don't see anyone that's paralyzed here but you are. There's so many things that I think make us feel stuck. So many things that maybe in our past that we just can't move forward because we're like, man, you know that thing I did? I just have no hope for what, what's in store for me today. Or man, I had that relationship and it was so beautiful and now, and now it's not. Or I miss that, that person. I don't know how to take that next step. 
Or maybe your finances are just, they're struggling. Or maybe you're trying to figure out what's next in your career or something more. I mean, for us, there's so many ways that we're paralyzed. And what his friends do is such an incredible thing. They actually, they're like, okay, you're paralyzed. We're actually going to bring you to the one that's going to move you. And that's exactly what's happened. Let's look at what happens next in in verse 5. So when Jesus saw their faith, he said to the paralytic, Son, your sins are forgiven. No clapping? (laughs) I mean, that, that thank you. This is a miracle. This is the miracle that's actually happening in the story, in this account, and yet I think you're missing it and I'm missing it. Because could you imagine they're like, yes, let's get our, our friend here. We're gonna, this guy can heal anyone. He's exercised demons. He's cured someone of leprosy. Let's get, him, get our friend to him. We are going to make this happen. He's going to walk again. And what does he say? He says, son, your sins are forgiven. Thank you. You're starting to get it. Because in Jesus' day, that, that, that didn't happen you wanted your sins forgiven and that was essential because to be right with god first of all that would make you right with the community and then second of all it would well it would give you heaven they thought it was so important that they would have to take a trek to jerusalem to the temple so no matter how far away you were you would make that trip and you would then bring a dove or buy one or a lamb or, depending on the severity, you would buy a, an oxen or something that was valuable. And you would make a sacrifice with the priest at that certain place, at the holy land where God was. That was the only place. And then after this whole process, the system of sacrifice, after those fumes of the sacrificed animal would come up, then the priest would say, you have given enough and now your sins are forgiven. And now this person that's paralyzed, Jesus says, your sins are forgiven? Are you kidding? This is so in your face, controversial. Wait, he didn't have to spend money? He didn't have to do something? And who's this guy that's saying your sins are forgiven? Not just anyone can do that. Only God can do that. This is crazy. And now, let's not miss this. Jesus, when he saw... No, let's go back to there. When he saw whose faith? Whose faith? When he saw their faith. So it's the four friends... So wait, Jesus, I I have this picture that the paralyzed man is bitter. Saying, I I can't walk. And yeah, you're telling me about Jesus, but I don't have hope that he's really who they're saying he is. So you're telling me the paralyzed man might not have believed. The paralyzed man might not have things that he's okay with God. He may not buy into the whole God thing at all. And yet, because of their friend's faith, he says your sins are forgiven. And so that means if you're not stuck today, if you're not paralyzed because of something in your past or something going on right now or something in front of you, it means that this kingdom will escalate quickly for people that you love and care about just because of your faith. It means we are a faith family. And that our prayers... Our words, our actions, 
our faith matters. So that means if you have a spouse or a son or daughter or a neighbor that you are you're wondering about their relationship, their walk with God, if Jesus sees our faith, he can actually impact others. This is amazing. So when people say, would you pray for someone else? I say, absolutely. And please join me because we know this, this changes things. Let's move on from that. So some of the scribes, these are the experts in God's law. They're sitting there. They're watching this. But they're questioning in their hearts. Um, why does this fellow speak in this way? It's blasphemy. It's against God. Blasphemy means you have done something so offensive that you could be killed for it. Who can forgive sins but God alone? And this upstart rabbi has just done that. And so they're, they're, they're not even saying it out loud. And now this is what Jesus Look at this. At once Jesus perceived in his spirit that they were discussing these questions among themselves. And he said to them, why do you raise such questions in your hearts? So this means if you are stuck, if you're feeling paralyzed for whatever reason right now in your relationship with God, in your life, I love that this brings out that God can actually perceive in our hearts what's going on. So if you have something that's so great and you don't even know how to say it, God already knows it. God, God can feel your hearts. God can experience that. And God is impacted by that. And God will move because of that. So now what happens next? Here is the gift. He says, which is easier to say to the paralytic? Your sins are forgiven, which we know is crazy. Or stand up, take up your mat, and walk. So what does he do? He proves it. And in the next verse, this is what happens. But so that you may know that the Son of Man, me, has the authority on earth to forgive sins, he said to the paralytic, stand up, take your mat, and go to your home. And that's exactly what happens. Now, they, can you believe that? They, there was limited technology back then. But they actually captured some video, I think, of what happened. This is, this is what it is. Okay, it's Forrest Gump, but still. That is the only picture I can see of that paralyzed man. Jesus says, take up your mat, go home, and all I can see him doing is just running as fast as he can because God has moved. And it hasn't been because of the, his faith, 
because of his doubts, because of his belief, because of his work. No, it's because of the faith of his friends. You know what that means? That means for whatever reason, for whatever thing is making you feel stuck today. If today you have something hanging on your heart so great, it's so deep, you don't even know what the next step is. But today God is saying, I'm coming for you. And now because of that life-changing promise that God says, you aren't alone, that I am with you, that I am going to transform and move to and through you, he says, take up your mat and go running. Okay, that was my Forrest Gump. But truly, to run, to do so with joy, did you see his face as soon as those braces fell? That God says, I'm not just going to prop you up. I am going to go before you. And I want your joy to be contagious. I want your faith to be so infectious. I want you to be running in life. And I'm going to be leading you every step of the way. So today, this is the day that we get to run together. Because it's going to escalate quickly. And it's not about us, that people know us. Know that we run with grace and love and joy and forgiveness because of the one that is known, that Jesus. That'll change everything. You're marked in that way because of the cross. You're marked with his love forever. Amen. Let's pray. God, thank you so much. Thank you for the way that you showed that you were the Son of God. You did something just controversial and incredible by forgiving that man's sin. So help us to have that focus, that sometimes our prayers, we're going to want it to do in just the way we want. But God, help us to realize that your focus is on becoming right with you. So God, help us to realize that you want to lead us in that way. And because of that, that's going to change everything. That'll allow us to run um, and not be stuck in our sin, not to be stuck in our grief or our shame or our guilt. No, you are leading us forward to run with joy everywhere we have, into our careers, into our homes, into our schools. And that's going to be the way you move. God, may this place, may living waters be a place that people find you that people are so excited they're not going to dig through this round roof, but they are going to run out from here to help others know who you are. We love you so much. And all God's people said,